All right, if you can turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And uh, while you guys are turning there, uh, for those of you that were in Sunday school, you probably recall the message that I, I did on the four faces of the cherubim and the four beasts and, and revelation that John saw and and talking about how that correlates to Christ and who he is and also correlating that to the Gospels. And John, like I said this morning, uh, depicts Christ as uh, the eagle, which would put him as the mighty God. And we're going to be talking about the Word of God tonight and why that is so important um, and why the Word of God is the only Word of God and not other false Bibles. Amen. And so uh, we're going to be going through that tonight. Um, The title of my message is One Jesus, One Bible. And uh, probably a little bit better title that I could ever think of uh, compared to my message this morning. But anyways, we'll go ahead and begin here in verse 1 of of John chapter 1. And we'll read through verse 14. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Just stopping there for a second. We see that Jesus Christ is the word of God. But it says here that he is God. As I said this morning that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, these or the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. And it's those three that bear witness in heaven. So the word, the word of God is God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here tonight to preach to your flock the word of God. Lord, we just ask you, Lord, that you just prepare our hearts. Lord, we just ask that you would open our hearts. We ask that you would just show us something new from your word. And Lord, we do thank you for all that you've done. 
And Lord, we do lift these things and we do pray and ask these things in your name. Amen. All right. So we see here that Christ is the word of God. Now, you take a look at today. You take we have our King James Bible, but you have all these other translations. You have the New American Standard and all these other translations. I can't even remember. And, you know. They say that, well, people will say, well, I would prefer the other translations because they're easier to read. Well, if they're so easy to read, why why does one contradict, contradict another one? Why does one bad version say one thing and another bad version says another thing? You see, it's, it's, it's chaotic. It's chaos. It's confusion. God is not the author of confusion. God authored... His word, and it's one word only, and that's the King James. Now, not to say that it's only the King James, because obviously there are other ones that preceded the King James. But in our days today, speaking as per the King James, this is the only word of God that is here today. I say this because you have all these other translations that are not ordained of God. And so <clears throat> there's two rules to the, to the Bible. First rule is there's no mistakes in your Bible. Okay. The second rule is if you think there's a mistake in your Bible, refer to rule number one. There is no mistakes. And I will say this. If your Bible has mistakes in it and it's not a King James then your then your then your bible is not perfect and if your bible isn't perfect your savior isn't perfect and if your savior isn't perfect he's not a savior you know why because jesus christ is the one and only savior we have and will ever exist and he's perfect he does not lie and there is no sin in him. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, First uh, John, chapter five, verse seven. I already kind of referenced this. For there are there are three that bear record in heaven: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. I may not be able to understand and comprehend that, but I believe it. Because it's in my Bible. I choose to believe it. And I do. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. That's Jesus Christ. Because what, what, is, what, did, the prophet, what did the prophet say? They shall call his name Emmanuel. Which being interpreted, God with us. So rightfully so. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached on to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
Jesus Christ is indeed the mighty God. And if he's the mighty God, then there is perfection in him. And if he is perfect, then that means he tells the truth. And if he tells the truth, that means your Bible is true. And if your Bible is true, that means he's able to preserve. God inspires and preserves. Now, <clears throat> there was a uh, very interesting thing. Um, Oprah Winfrey, you probably know of her. She once asked Joel Osteen if uh, there was only one way to God. And Joel Osteen said this. He said he believes there is one way to God. But there are many ways to Jesus Christ. No. You see, he got half of it right. There is only one way to God. But guess what? That way is only through Jesus Christ. And by the way, there's only one way through Jesus Christ. That's his word. And, and there's only one that brings you to Christ. That's the Holy Ghost. You see, when a person gets saved, it's because the Holy Ghost had been dealing with someone, convicted them of sin, and they realized their need of a Savior and repented. Therefore, it was the Holy Ghost that brought them to Christ. That's the only way. You see, people, we, people tend to think, well, I can just get saved whenever. No, you can't just get saved whenever. You get saved when you hear the word of God, when you get convicted by the Holy Ghost, and you realize your need for a Savior. Seek God while he may be found. Because that opportunity is not going to be very long if, uh, if you continue to reject. God will only, he will only deal with a person for so long. And when he, once he knows that a person just will not budge... He's going to leave them. And when I say leave them, I mean he, he'll stop dealing with them. That's a dangerous spot to be in. If you're lost and God stops dealing with you, you're in trouble. Because just like, just like when Jesus and his trial was before Herod, and Herod was wanting to seek an answer from Jesus, you know what Jesus did? He stood silent. It's too late for him. You know why? Because he had his chance with John the Baptist. It didn't take hold. So once that chance was gone, that's it. God, he wasn't going to speak to Herod anymore because he blew it. And this is why we ought to Witness to people. This is why the word. This is why people need to preach the word of God because it is the word of God that saves. It is not a perverted Bible that saves. A perverted Bible can't save anybody. Only the word of God can. <clears throat> now, in uh, John fifteen one, it says, "I am Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman." Jesus said, "I'm the true vine." So what does that mean? means that Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, who is the word of God, is the only true vine. There is no other vine but, but him. 
If there is, it's not, they're not, they're not true vines. So you see, this is why I titled it One Jesus, One Bible. Because there is only one Jesus Christ, there can only be one word of God. Maybe I'm wrong. And I, I've been known to be, I, I could be wrong, and I'm known to be wrong. But there's only one that God had preserved and ordained, and that's your King James Bible. In John 15, verse 4 through 7, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You, got, you get that. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So if we go to a, a Bible that has, if we, if we follow a Bible that has mistakes in it, how, can in, our, how in our minds can we think we can do something? If a Bible has mistakes in it, there's no power there. There is no power. It's like Swiss cheese. It's good, but Swiss cheese has holes in it. And so do a lot of these New Age Bibles. There's holes. There's cracks. There's stuff that's noticeable that you couldn't miss. The only way you would be able to miss it is if you were so in tune with it that you could that you were not like in your right mind. Like you were blinded from the truth. See, without Jesus, you can do nothing. If a man abide in me, he is if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into a fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. You see, there is only one way to Jesus Christ, and that's the word of God. And you know, the Holy Ghost does not speak of himself. He doesn't speak of himself. He speaks of one. That's the word of God. So really, it's only through the word of God you can come to Jesus. Only through the word. Um, John 10.1, the pastor had brought this verse up on Wednesday. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the, the same is a thief and a robber. And, and I remember what Pastor said about this, is there's a difference between a thief and a robber. A thief sneaks in and is subtle. A robber will rob you bluntly and at gunpoint. It's kind of like... Um, Genesis 11, when, 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 they, when they wanted to come together because they didn't want to be scattered. What did they do? They wanted to build a tower into heaven and make a name for themselves. Which sounds good. But if you realize what God commanded them, they were willfully rebelling against God and his commandments. And so... As you see, that there is only one door. 
And that's Christ. And the one that brings you through that door is whom? The Holy Ghost. So that blows Joel Osteen's argument right out of the water. There's only one way. There's not multiple ways to Jesus. There's only one way. You see, the path to eternal life is short and narrow. Amen? Very few find it. But wide and broad is the path of destruction. Many there find it. But people, see, people use that, well, there are many ways to Jesus. See, they say that, they say stuff like that because they want to live in their sin. They want to just live it up and have their best life now. That's not how that works. See, my best life won't be until when I get to heaven. It's not here. It's not now. Right now and here and now is when I have to serve God and put myself aside and focus on what God needs me to do. And sometimes I'm going to have to go through a trial or two or many trials. But it's through much tribulation we must enter into the kingdom of heaven. That's not having that's I don't know about you, but that's not your best life now. <laughs> you know, so but here's the thing. God allows these preachers to happen because people are wanting to they they, they only want pastors to tell them what they want to hear, not what they want, what they need to hear. Yeah. See, that's the problem nowadays in America. People just want to hear what they want to hear. They don't want they don't want you telling them that they're, that they're in sin and they're going to hell. Because they think you're being hateful. And actually, there is nothing more loving than warning someone of hell. But that's not how they see it. They just see it as you being hateful and bigoted and um, not very tolerant. Well, you're right. they're right. Not We're not. Why should we tolerate sin? We ought to expose it. We ought to be lights. That's what light. You know. You know what? That's what light does. Light exposes the very thing that's in darkness. And I'm, I'm telling you, time is coming where it's going to be illegal to be a Christian. Just being. There's going to come a time in the future that when if you are just a Christian, you will be marked as one that is. Illegal, and they will do everything they can to get rid of you. But you know what? We know who wins. Who we know who wins in the end? As Jesus Christ. <clears throat> John fourteen six. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. All right. Jesus is the way. That implies there's one way, and that's Jesus. The truth, singular, is one truth. That's Jesus Christ and the life because he's the only source of life. See, without Jesus Christ, you will be lost. You won't know how to get to heaven. It's only through Christ that you can find your way home. And you know why? Because his word is what guides you into eternal life. Without his word, we're nothing. <clears throat> 
This is why God's word has to be perfect, without error, and preserved. And guess what? God's done it. See, God wouldn't be God if he, if he didn't do it. But he did. See, God, God's smarter than, God is smarter than all of us combined. He, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to preserve his word. Some people just don't, they just don't want to acknowledge that. Which, you know, it's, that's on them. But they're going to have to answer, they're going to have to answer for that one of these days. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. You see, God is, he is, God is an author of something. What he's the author of is our faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. But what God is not the author of is confusion. That is Satan's territory. Isn't it interesting that you have churches that use all these NIVs and other translations? Isn't it ironic that it's those churches that use those Bibles that are the ones that are tolerant towards the LGBTQ community? Isn't it interesting that they're the ones that will support them? And they'll try to find every excuse to do it. See, all this transgender trash and all this stuff that's going on in our nation is nothing but confusion. In so much that people don't even know what a male and female is anymore. That's a sad day. I'm telling you, the the day a society stoops that low is a very sad day. You know, some people say, well, God never spoke on sodomy. Yeah, he did. In In the beginning, he created them what? Male and female. I don't apologize for it. God created a male and female, which, by the way, also knocks the whole transgender nonsense out of the water. Because the whole transgenderism is, is mixing genders and getting creating some weird stuff out there that doesn't even compute with what the Bible says. It's very simple. It's male or female. If you were born a male, you are a male. If you were born a female, you are a female. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's plain and simple. And you know what? When you preach stuff like that, that is what will call, that's what people will call you a bigot and and and, and, and just Flat out hateful. Okay, they don't want to hear that. Well, too bad. You're going to hear it anyways. And by the way, the very thing that they don't want to hear, they're going to, they're going to be hearing it from God. You know why? Because there is going to be one measurement in which we will all be judged. And you know what that is? His word. Nothing else. You're not going to stand before Joseph Smith. You're not going to stand before all these other heretics. Mm -mm. you'll be standing in front of God by yourself with the word of God. People don't like to hear it because they don't want to be, they don't want to be called a sinner. Well, the truth of the matter is we're all sinners, whether you like it, like to hear it or not. That's why we need Christ. But you know what? If people want to mark us as being hateful, 
That's that's on them. Amen. Hang on a second. Hmm, It's weird. Anyways, I apologize for that. Uh, But you see, this is why we ought to just stick with the King James. There's just too much confusion. Too much. There's just too much selling out the word of God. When you sell out the word of God, you sell out the faith. Uh, Revelation 22, 18 through 19, for I testify unto you that it, unto you every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Jeremiah 26, 2, Thus saith the Lord, Stand in the court of the Lord's house and speak unto all the cities of Judah, which come to worship in the Lord's house, all the words that I command thee to speak unto them. Diminish not a word. God's very very strict about that. We have to preach the whole council. God says don't diminish. Got to preach the whole council. Don't diminish a word. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Deuteronomy 12.32. What thing soever I command you, you observe to do it. Thou shalt not add thereto nor diminish from it. Proverbs 30 verse 6. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. That's not a good place to be. Don't ever try to add things to the word of God, because you will be found out as a liar. Either if you add or take away from it. You don't want to be you don't want to be found out as a liar. Best thing is to stick to the book. That's what Jesus did. He came in the volume of the book, which was written of him. And he did things by the book. So shall we do things by the book. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 verse 7. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whatsoever thou goest. Joshua 23, 6. Be therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left. Deuteronomy 28, 14. And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day, to the right hand or to the left, to go after other gods to serve them. Now, I kind of want to take this time now and... We're going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about the Lord's incarnation. And we're going to talk about the virgin birth. And what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you what the King James says. And then I'm going to tell you what some of these other translations say. And I'll let you all be the judge. Now, in the King James Bible, in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. 
God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. That is perfect. (coughs) Nothing added or taken away from it. That is 100% exactly how it should be. Now, how many of you heard the Good News Bible? Just anybody ever heard of that translation? In that translation, in that verse, all it says is he appeared in human form. Okay. Who's he? <laughs> Who appeared in human form? You, you, don't, you know what I'm saying? But that's all it says. And here's the thing. The GMB rejects the reference to our Lord's incarnation. That's dangerous. That's extremely dangerous. Um, the, N- the NASV. In that verse, it says, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, received up in glory. The New American Standard Version eliminates reference to our Lord's incarnation. He who was manifest. That's very vague. Who's, who, are they ta- who, who are they talking about? He. Who's he? He could be anybody. Some people, he could be Buddha. Some other people could be Allah. Who's he? We don't know who he is. You see, but you see how vague it is. These versions are doing this because they don't like the fact what the King James says. They're attacking it because they don't like it. And so... I mean, these are, I mean, it's really bad when you've got stuff that takes away from our Lord's incarnation. That's pretty bad. I mean, that, it's it's beyond bad, in in my opinion. Uh, The NIV, the New International Version, in that verse, it says, He appeared in a body. The NIV eliminates references to Christ's incarnation and deity. See, they don't like the fact that Christ is God. They don't like the fact that He's mighty God. Mm-mm. So they have to go. They have to go against His deity. That's not good. And so, the fact is, you already see there's holes in those versions. So why bother with them? Because those versions aren't going to save you. There's too many holes. There's too many attacks against his deity. If, if you take away his deity, how then can you be saved? So deity is important. His incarnation is very important. You take that out, how then can one be saved? Because what you do is you're doing what you're what they're doing is putting Christ as just a human being. Which he was he was man. But they don't like the fact that he's God. They don't like the fact that he's the son of God. So they have to attack it. The, the, the living Bible. In that same verse. But the answer lies in Christ. Who came to earth as a man. 
That's sure different. That doesn't even read compared to what the King James says. But the answer lies in Christ. The the TLB humanizes our Lord Jesus Christ and omits the incarnation. That's what the Living Bible does. And, and, And I'm not trying to pick on nobody. I mean, I got saved, and the first thing, the first Bible I had was, I think it was like an NIV. Because I'm just putting that out there. But I'll tell you, God didn't leave me there. Okay, He took me out of that and showed me why the King James was the way it was. You see, when when a person gets saved, God's not just going to leave you in a certain place. He's going to take you out and put you where you need to be. So I, I, I don't want I don't want I, I say I, I, I say what I say because I don't want anyone getting the feeling like I pick, I'm picking on anyone or anything like this. All I'm really trying to do is to show you the flaws that these Bibles have. <clears throat> That's all. Um, so First John chapter two verse twenty. Uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. 2 John, verse one, uh, 2 John chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For many deceivers are entered into the world, who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an Antichrist. We just got done taking a look at some of these newer versions that attack the deity and the incarnation. Those are antichrist translations. And if those are antichrist translations, how then can you truly be saved out of those? There's not any power in them. People tend to think there is. And there might be, but it's not the power of Christ. See, these new age translations are deceived, they're deceivers. And it's confusion. Um, Matthew 24, verse 5. Many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Mark 13, 6. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Again. Now let's take a look at the virgin birth. This is just as important as the incarnation. You take away the virgin birth, you don't have Bible Christianity anymore. Why? Because... The reason why Christ came into this world was to save sinners. And there was a certain way that God had, 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 had to do it so that he would be perfect and without sin. And the virgin birth was the means of that. So you take that away, you take everything else away. All right, so in the King James Bible, Isaiah 7.14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, the Good News Bible, which I think is the opposite of good news, says a young woman will have a son. Really? A young woman will have a son. What does a young woman have to do with one being a virgin? You see, the GME questions the virgin birth of Christ by removing the prophecy of his virgin birth. That's what it does. And the New English Bible, it says a young woman is with child. Again, it's not the same as the King James. 
New English Bible drops the reference to the virgin birth of Christ also in Matthew 1.16. And an NEB footnote says, One early witness has Joseph to whom Mary, a virgin, betrothed was the father. This note destroys the virgin birth of our Lord, who did not have any earthly father, by falsely alleging that Joseph was the father. Let me tell you something. If, G- if Joseph was the father of Jesus Christ, then Jesus Christ is disqualified of being our lamb. Why? Because he would have had a sin nature. And if he had to have a, if he had a sin nature, he couldn't die for our sins. So you see, this is important. Because if they if they attack this and they destroyed the whole the whole deal, even the death and resurrection. See, it's all connected. You can't have one without the other. And I, and, I, and I, again, I'm not trying to be mean or pick on anyone, but this is stuff that if we don't see and realize, we people are susceptible of being taken into it. Um, the RSV it says a young woman shall conceive. The RSV, the Revised Standard Version, obscures the virgin birth. The mistranslation humanizes the Lord Jesus Christ, reducing him to a mere man. In other words, just take away the deity. I'm telling you, these Bibles do not like Christ as being God. Well, one of these days, they're going to... They're going to, well, if they haven't already, they're going to stand before the Almighty God and give an account. And they're going to give an account to one that they didn't like as God. <clears throat> Again, and okay, so with that said, in Matthew 24, 11, it says, Many and many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. Jeremiah 23, 21, I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. Jeremiah 14, 14. Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them. They prophesy unto you a false vision and divination and a thing of naught, and the deceit of their heart. Last verse and we'll close. Second uh, Corinthians 11, 13-15. Actually, if you guys want to turn there, I'm going to turn there as well. Um, huh? Oh, yeah, it's 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15. You're welcome. 2 Corinthians 11, 13-15. Let's see here. Here we go. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Remember what I said this morning? That one's works is as filthy rags to God. And that the only righteousness that one could ha- one ever has as a born-again believer is the righteousness of Christ. And why? Because when Christ died on the cross, our sins went on him, and by his grace, his righteousness came on us. So that when God looks at you, he doesn't look, he looks at his son's righteousness and what he did. 
Why? Because Jesus Christ is the only acceptable offering and an atonement for sin that he'll accept. No bulls or goats. No more. Christ is the only acceptable sacrifice. Amen? So with that said, I just want to say this. And what I want to say is, again, I don't not trying to be mean or pick on anyone. I love you all very much. And I'm not trying to put anyone down or, 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 or make anyone look bad or anything like that. But I do have an obligation to tell the truth. And I, I will tell you that I'm human, just as the rest of you all. I, I make mistakes and I can say things the wrong way. I can uh, you know, be misguided too. And so don't take everything I say for truth. Okay, You take what I say and you match it with the word of God. And I'll tell you that if there's something that the, if there's something I said that does not match with the word of God, then let God be true and Brandon be a liar. And I'll tell you, one of these days, I will have to stand before God and give an account to God on everything that I said here today and every message I ever preached. I have to give an account. Okay? So, you know, and I, and I hope you all understand. I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that, but I do have a duty to preach the whole counsel of God, and I have to tell it as it is. Some things I just don't like preaching, but I have to. Um, so, but yeah, I love you guys, and hopefully you guys got a blessing out of that, got something out of that. So, um, but let's, let's go ahead and all stand, all right?